0: This episode's podcast is brought to you by Call Now. It's only $49.95 or four easy payments of $22.50. Don't, don't look into that math. <laughs> <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that got to sit on a casting couch. Um, Oh, wait, that's the wrong. That's that's something different now. That's a porn thing. Oh, we're making a movie. (laughs) I'm Zach. I'm Frank. And today we're here to make our own movies. I really
1: like that. That was completely unintentional. (laughs) (laughs) Like you just did not even process.
0: Just just skipped my mind. I was like, wait a second. That's something bad. But anyways, we're gonna make our own movie. Um, so, kind of pitched it to you, where it's like we're gonna. You we're gonna, pitched me your movie. I picked. I pitched you a movie. Um, I already copywritten mine. So, like, if you, if, if you try to steal it, I will sue you relentlessly. <laughs> Um, and then but, every
1: Wednesday we'll still come here and record. Oh yeah, we'll Dur- act, even during the suit. <laughs> we'll act like
0: nothing happened, but you have to slip me like a twenty, like for every every time that you talk to me. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. So kind of making our own film, a little bit different from like when we did it the first time of like building our own like heroes team. Right. Um. Because this is actually like making like our own film. Right. Um. And that includes like director, cinematographer, like cast, everything like that. Um, So I don't know like where you kind of want to start. I was thinking maybe like we start with like director and um, like score and cinematographer and then work our way into like the the cast and then work our way into like the story of it.
1: Yeah. First thing I will say, Mm -hmm. um, I personally don't know about you. Mm -hmm. I try to make this somewhat realistic. So I only chose people that are currently like working in the industry now. Yeah, that's what I did. I did not choose anybody that. is deceased or Mm. that is whatever no longer working um so everybody that i uh have is currently working in the film industry as of the recording of this episode correct that's what i did well interestingly enough Mm -hmm. this is my movie right yeah so I'm the fucking director. And I'm the, <laughs> oh, okay. And I'm, and I'm oh. the writer. Okay. Uh, so that's the, that's the way that I went about it. Is ah. This is my film, right? Gotcha. I am making this movie. So I wrote and directed. I, I am writing and directing this movie. Mm. So I chose myself as the writer-director um, because to me that made the most sense. Yeah, okay. I get it.
0: Do you feel stupid? I feel a little dumb now. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, my mindset was that, like, I'm pitching this idea, and then I'm picking my own director and everything for this film.
1: Well, I thought, you know, I want to be a director anyway. Yeah. So, I, to me, it made sense for my to, for me to choose myself.
0: You got to have a monocle for it, though. It's, like, the only thing that you don't have for, like, photography stuff it's like it a monocle. Yeah. Nobody needs that. You have photography. the hat. You have the, the pipe. Like get the monocle. Okay. All right. Let's go full blown with it. Okay. Okay. So my director, and this will make sense, like, as I start to kind of like unfold it. Um, Obviously, I love him. Like he, he makes, he's, he's made three films, but like all of them I've loved. Robert like, Edgars. Robert Edgars. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Saw that coming. Yeah, obviously. And it'll make sense. Is when he, did I... he, did he write it as well? Yes. Okay. Well. I mean, wouldn't I have written it? I don't know. You, you. I don't know where you're coming from.
1: You, you, <laughs> you're, so... you're pitching the idea, whatever that means. Well, I came up with the idea for it. Then. I don't know. Like he's he's
0: writing it because I trust him a little bit more. Okay, so
1: you you come up with the concept. He's like, that's great. I'm gonna write it and direct it. Yes. And then you get none of the credit.
0: I'll get I'll get a name like put it and maybe special I'll... thanks. Yeah. To him. <laughs> maybe we will get like a cameo shot in there. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, okay, interesting. So, I kind of want to hear what your film is about before we get into who stars in it. Okay. So, we now have the directors and the writers. So, now, what is the movie?
0: Okay. So, this is where, like, it starts to kind of make sense. Because, like, Robert Edgars is a man who, like, one, does, like, a lot of period piece stuff. Um, He goes, like, super, super deep into, like, the lore and, like, everything that was going on at the time. So, my concept for the film is this 1950s in, like... Britain, England, like, that side of the world, um, noir.
1: Also known as Europe.
0: Yes, Europe, I guess. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so, like, more on, like, an England, like, uh, noir film. He already does, we've seen with The Lighthouse, like, he does the um, the boxed aspect ratios for films. He does black and gray. So, like, it works out really, really well there. And then with that, I figured because, like, he normally does, like, some kind of, like, either horror-esque or like mythological-esque type thing i wanted to do like with this noir story kind of like a supernatural-esque twist on it with like cult members okay. so so again maybe even like <laughs> like lovecraftian style it's, stuff.
1: it's always lovecraftian
0: yeah it, it works he does it he know he, he can do it yeah and i kind of wanted that from the lighthouse anyways so like subconsciously in my mind i'm like just give me it anyways <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah okay cool Um, I did not go, uh, I kind of, we're, we're not too far off from one another. Um, because I was thinking of kind of like a good marriage of films. Like how would I pitch this to somebody of being like, it's kind of like this movie meets that movie together. Mm -hmm. Um, so similarly, a period piece, Mm -hmm. probably, uh, 16. 16 to like 1800s okay um and ironically it one of the films that i think would be a really good kind of starting point would be robert egger's the witch um and my movie is a straight up horror film yeah
0: i kind of figured you were either doing like a horror or like some kind of like romance-esque
1: very different. <laughs> <laughs> horror You're, or romance, yeah, you, you know. know what? Why haven't they done horror romance yet? <laughs> it, well, they have. Warm Bodies. Mm. Pretty good. Who cares? Warm Bodies is pretty good. I didn't see it. It oh, okay. didn't look okay. that well, interesting. It's pretty good. Um, so, very much like an isolated thing because my whole thing is I also was going from the mindset and we kind of we did an episode about this as to like why horror is such a good kind of like debut yeah so like I'm figuring this is like my directorial debut so kind of like one location right and very intimate just two characters three characters whatever it may be and very very intimate and just scary as fuck yeah I wouldn't want I don't think I would personally want it to be as high concept as uh the witch where it's like i I kind of want to go more traditional horror than like a horror movie where somebody exits the theater and goes was that good <laughs> yeah was you w- that scary you-, you
0: want like actual like like not jump scares but like stuff that like will creep up on you yeah like, make you feel that suspense
1: yeah and like I just I don't know I felt like I remember vividly watching The Witch in theaters, in, what was it, twenty fifteen? Yeah, sitting in theaters, and when the movie ended, the woman, the woman next to me, goes, "That is the worst movie I've ever seen," <laughs> and I was like, "I disagree." Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, no, so yeah, I wanted to make a little like indie horror film. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like yours is kind of going a little bit more, like, grand. Yeah. Like, big city streets and, and like, whatever. And, like, you know, kind of following characters and whatnot. Mm -hmm. At least, like, the way that you were pitching it. Yeah. Like, it is more
0: character development style. But, like...
1: Me is definitely, like, one location isolated. This is where we
0: are. Yeah. And then the reason why, too, is that, like, we've seen from, like, the Northman of, like, Robert Edgar's can do, like, that big budget film. Yeah. Do I love his indie stuff more? Yeah. But... He's he's progressing, and I think this would be like something that like keeps him progressing.
1: Yeah. Oh, and by the way, my other kind of like mix movie that I didn't I, I said yeah you, two you, movies you said horror The and Witch then... and It Comes at Night.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Come together. Gotcha.
1: Similar like they're they're very similar already because they are like in one like one house mm-hmm. and there is like this idea, but they kind of both never truly deliver the goods of like what is like what is out there you kind of get the witch a little bit and then you get the devil at the end of the witch and then it comes at night you never get anything and it's more of like that but i love the kind of psychological thriller aspect of it comes at night and i like the aesthetic of the witch
0: so is like your movie more of kind of like are you thinking more of like like which aspect like ghost aspect like demon aspect? probably
1: which and you'll you'll understand why by my my lead actress okay
0: cool all right so you want to go cinematographer now um sure okay so cinematographer for me I did two so interesting this I is, know
1: I'm so like this is such a good topic thank
0: you see i I have some good ones um so my I, I did like a pair because I think like you can obviously like I had one in mind originally, which was Greg Frazier, um, just because, like, he's renowned at this point for, like, his stuff between, like, the Batman and Dune most recently. Um, Gorgeous cinematographer, like, does amazing stuff. Like, we've seen, like, big budget-type shots and everything like that. However, this film is kind of, like, more on, like, that character development style and less of, like, let's see, like, everything that's going on. Um, so I think he's, he's a good pick to have there because like he can bring in those like very special, like nuance shots for me. However, along with him is the man that works with Robert Eggers for every movie. And that is Jaron, uh, Jaron Blask. So he's done the cinematography for the witch lighthouse and the Northman. And he's just knocked it out of the park between like every, everything that he does in terms of like shooting, lighting, um, like, everything that, like, I've seen from the film, I'm just like, wow. And I never really knew that it was him. So, like, I couldn't really give him the credit at the time. But, like, now I know. And it's like, okay, he he's probably the reason why, like, we're getting all of these great shots within these films.
1: Yeah. Uh, my pick is a gentleman by the name of Andrew Droz Palermo. Mm-hmm. And he is the man who works on or worked on The Green Knight and a ghost story mm. both David Lowry films and I just love the way that those movies look I am such like the aesthetic and and the look of a ghost story is so it's got that filmic kind of look right which is in thi- like in a perfect world my movie would be shot on film yes. not digital um, And I don't know, man, the way that he is able to just capture like these moments that are not like the way that lighting comes in into play in a ghost story or in um, the Green Knight, Mm -hmm. like I, I feel like he's really shown versatility, right? Like a ghost story is a little bit more realistic and it's simplistic, yet it really adds to the the film and it kind of gives it that depth mm-hmm. that some movies you know there's nothing worse than watching a movie and everything looks very flat like a like a toothpaste commercial yeah. you know like it, it, everything looks so flat and that's kind of like where i find a lot of these kind of like streaming service films like these like Netflix movies, Netflix originals, like Hulu originals, they all look so flat a lot of the time mm-hmm. and they have no dynamic range and there's no just texture and and depth to them. But I think Andrew is so good at taking things like lighting into consideration and adding that kind of that depth and nuance to, to the film and, and really kind of also making it sort of, tell a story as well Mm -hmm. and then on the and then on the green knight he was able to be hyper stylized but then you know adding you know because of the the uh how hyper stylized it is it's it adds to the story as well so he has like these i feel like he's just so well rounded as like somebody who can take subtle subtlety and make it really impactful but then also take really loud and big um types of lighting and what and whatnot and still make it you know just as impactful but not take away from the story or be like distracting mm-hmm. so that's what I chose that's pretty good Thanks. I like
0: that um score time kind of like kind of doesn't really need an introduction um Hans Zimmer Boo. Oh fuck you! Boo. Oh fuck you! He's done everything. <laughs> I know. He doesn't
1: need. He doesn't need any more money. Choose somebody
0: else. <laughs> <laughs> I choose Hans Zimmer because again, this is like kind of like a little bit smaller of a project for him.
1: Hans Zimmer. Doesn't do small. Exactly. He does giant.
0: Exactly. So like have him do something a little bit different. Come out of his comfort zone. Like he's gonna be doing a lot more of like kind of like a 50s style like jazz almost type sounds for everything.
1: This fucking guy is out here doing Christopher Nolan films. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably getting paid stupid money and you're well, like, yeah. "I have I have $8 for this movie and you get 50 cents."
0: <laughs> but maybe this is a passion project thing for. Him. <laughs> maybe this is something where it's like he can test and be like, "I still got it. I can still do these small pictures and make it look good."
1: Okay, well, that's interesting. Like, okay, so why why though him? Like what what scores have you felt have like impacted you like what films have he has he done that like you're like okay this is like i feel like he could really execute this well
0: uh mainly dune okay mainly dune just because of like like just the grandiose feel of like the score of like everything swelling everything feeling like you know we're building to this world and it's like something kind of like since this film is kind of going in like a like a slight supernatural aspect feel like from Dune, he did, like, this really cool thing of, like, making it feel like, you know, we are in space. We are, like, sci-fi. We are, like, going from planet to planet, experiencing all these, like, different worlds. And it's, like, having him do kind of, like, a little bit more of, like, this horror is kind of, um, like, supernatural-esque, like, sound to it. I think he could really know. And then because of, like, his experience in the industry, like, he can kind of have, like, a couple of people, like... You know, jump in and be like, well, you know, like this would work, this would work, this would work, and like just kind of expand on the film itself.
1: I fucking knew you were going to go Hans Zimmer. Oh, I you. knew it. You didn't know. I did. I, I was like, I was like, I know Zach's going to say Hans Zimmer. Uh, uh, he's uh, just done everything. So I want to go with my favorite so like you had two um dps i kind of want to have two if, if in a perfect world if i could have these two together it'd be amazing ironically enough they work together because they are in a band they're in two bands together
0: mm-hmm.
1: um do you know who i'm gonna say
0: um is it what's his face from uh yes yeah. I, who uh a radio head.
1: Both of them are from Radiohead. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know their names. Johnny like- Greenwood is my favorite, like, probably one of my favorite, um, uh, composers and film scores. Like, he just makes such beautiful film scores to me. And, uh, Tom York. Mm-hmm. So if I had, if I had to only choose one, Johnny Greenwood. He's done like everything for fucking Paul Thomas Anderson. And he's really kind of proven that he can do so much more. You know, he did You Were Never Really Here. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he's he's done so many scores for for PT Anderson that they're always they're always notable. Mm-hmm. He did there Will Be blood, one of my favorite film scores of all time. Yeah, um, he did Phantom Thread, a beautiful fucking score as well. And you, he did like you were never really here, which is similar to like my DP, where he has like that diversity, right? He can do like these really cinematic, beautiful orchestral strings, yet. He can also do these more like chaotic and um, more like sound effecty kind of uh, of music scores, mm-hmm. and I feel like my f- th- that I feel like the film that I'm pitching here would be like perfect for mm-hmm. that, right? Because he, like Hans Zimmer, is big, right? He does like giant orchestral, huge pieces, yeah, and and you know they're great, and you feel them in your chest when when they're happening. And I feel like Johnny Greenwood again, since my movie feels so like intimate to me, mm-hmm. that having it a little bit more subtle, but um, but still having that kind of like punch to it, I think he would knock it out of the park. If I could have Tom York as well, that'd be amazing because, I, in my opinion, Tom York can like do no wrong.
0: Yeah. So but how can you afford them on your first movie? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Mm-hmm. Um, lead actors. You want to go leads? Yeah. Sure. We're going leads. Um, so lead role for me. Robert Pattinson. I
1: fucking knew you were gonna say Robert
0: Pattinson. Well, you, I you, knew it. <laughs> you were just assuming this because I picked Robert Eggers as the director.
1: No, I actually didn't even like make the correlation between them two. I just, I just went this like before we did this, before we were sitting across mm. from each other. When I was doing, when I was doing this over the week, I was like, he's gonna fucking choose Robert Pattinson. I know he is because well, yeah. he loves Robert Pattinson. I love Robert do, Pattinson. Fine. He's he's, good. he's
0: become such like a turnaround that I absolutely love like what he does and like. Having that history already working with Robert Edgers with the Lighthouse and like doing like this this more like suspenseful esque film, having him as like the lead role, and in my eyes, like he's gonna be like this kind of obviously like younger but like worn down detective in this era. Um, and then just trying to like solve this crime by well, not by himself, but he's he's gonna solve this crime and and having him kind of just like more or less, kind of like that same kind of style as like in the lighthouse of like I'm thinking like mustache, like smoking constantly, like almost drunk half the time. Yeah, like he's he's like he's seen some shit in his time. He's got a good facial structure for it. Exactly.
1: Um, okay, I'll go with my male lead. I only have two actors. So I don't know how many. I figured.
0: Movies. Well, I have I have lead role, uh, leading lady, side character, and then antagonist. I didn't do
1: any any um because again my movie. I didn't care about like the family aspect of mine. I was like, I just want like my two real core people. Mm-hmm. Um, so my first my first leader lead is Joel Edgerton. Yeah, love Joel Edgerton mm-hmm.
0: so much. Mullet or no mullet? I,
1: um, where, where does he? When does he have a mullet? He has a mullet half the time. No, he doesn't.
0: He had a mullet in Obi wan
1: Didn't see that. You did. I didn't. You watched one. I of didn't. The, I didn't you, watch a single. You episode. heard about it. Uh, I didn't even know he was in that. Mm-hmm. Um. I love Joel Edgerton. I just watched The Stranger with him. Mm-hmm. Um with him and Sean Harris. Would highly recommend. It was very
0: good. Um that's on Netflix, right? Yes. Yeah, that's on my to watch list. It's pretty good.
1: Uh it's slow. It's mm. but it's based on a true story, I guess, and uh it's pretty intense. Um Sean Harris is very good. Joel Edgerton? I don't know. Like I just Every time he comes onto screen, I just I get like so infatuated by him and his characters. When I when I watch him in the King, or I watch him in um, what's that movie with uh where he's like he, the gift? Yes, the gift. Mm-hmm. He's so good, and he's and he's. I think he's very very dynamic and very diverse, and he can do so many types of characters. Um, and I don't know, like to me, he's. He is a real, like, leading man. Mm-hmm. Um, He's not... I think he's kind of in, like, the perfect place, too, where he isn't, like, massive yet. Where, like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't see him ever being, like, a
0: superstar. Yeah, he's not going to be, like, that A-list celebrity, like, a Brad Pitt-type-esque thing. No, but like,
1: but, like, I think he has the skill. I think he's just up there with them, but mm-hmm. he's, like... I feel like he's choosing to do these, like, maybe smaller, more... Yeah. Um, indie style films that that just I don't know man I I just I really love Robert um, Joel Edgerton Mm -hmm. and I think that Joel Edgerton is he's like one of my favorite actors working today Mm -hmm. So he's it also
0: it. helps that like he also directs too. So it's like he's got that eye for like what people are looking for as an actor slash director. Yeah. So it's like he can kind of see like back and forth of like, oh, if I'm if I'm playing a role, like I can see what the director is like looking for. And it's like if I'm directing, like I can see what I need the actors to do. Yeah. And that's a big thing.
1: I could, have, I, you know, I'm not going to say it because you, you have other actors. Mm-hmm. You have more than just another. Well, you have more than just one left. So I won't say it, but. I have a feeling I know one of your characters. One you of your probably,
0: You want to guess what my leading lady is? No, I don't want to guess your leading lady. Um,
1: I was guess I was guessing that you're gonna you were gonna have Timothy Chalamet in here. No, no, no. I'm uh, that's surprising. Yeah. I feel like you kind of really, <laughs> really. Yeah, I don't know. I felt like I he, like him. I don't love him. I feel like you kind of love him. Nah. Because you watch Bones and all, you will be like, I love him. Did you see that yet? Yeah. Oh, I
0: gotta watch that. <laughs> um, so leading lady, kind of no surprise for me. Um, Anya Taylor Joy.
1: You just you just wanted her. I, I
0: just love her you like just, you, but but here's here's the thing. So like she's in it um, but she is she's playing the role of the dead wife to Robert Pattinson's character and like she just kind of comes back in like visions almost like in his dreams or like when he's drunk. And the reason why is because if I have her for uh, more than an extended period of time on the screen I'm going to want a genuine hug from her.
1: You're going to want more than just a hug. I just want a hug. (laughs) No, you're a weirdo. No, fuck you. (laughs) Fuck
0: you. She's pretty. Um, But I think that also because of what she did in, like, The Witch and in Northman, like, working well with Robert Eggers, like, guiding her through, like, what could be, like, a cool style, like, noir film. And then, like, again, too, we've seen, like, a bunch of stuff, too, from her. Um, What was, like, the uh, Last Night in Soho was Mm -hmm. kind of, like, a similar-esque story of, like, this kind of, like... 50s style like noir-ish type film um so knowing that she can do it and then just having her like progress like throughout the years like having her do like something a little bit smaller wouldn't hurt her
1: no yeah yeah she's kind of really becoming like one of the like she's becoming a face for sure now yeah. for hollywood um and it's crazy to think that her breakout role was in the witch Mm-hmm. that was what's uh what six years Seven, ago no we're in 2023 I don't
0: know what year it is eight, again <laughs> eight years ago wow um she's
1: she has like really climbed mm-hmm. um she was in oh, that M. Night Shyamalan film uh what was that movie
0: oh was it uh the the, the, the newest sequ-
1: one no no the sequel to um oh right right, right. Split Split yeah mm-hmm. she was in Split really good in Split too um okay my second lead Andrea Riseborough.
0: The name sounds familiar. I can't picture. Come on, man. I can't picture. I can't picture. Come on. Andrea Riseborough. Who is that? Mandy. Oh, yes. Yeah. And, you just like her face. And
1: possessor 100%. Yeah. I think she has a very unique bone structure, mm-hmm. facial structure. And I think she's a very good actress as well. Um, but she has such a, her, I find her, her, her features so captivating mm-hmm. that you like her scar. I would lo- she doesn't have a scar. Oh, that's you, just it, in Mandy, right? Fr- yeah. yeah. You like, I don't, how are you not understanding that's makeup? <laughs> <laughs> um, I find her so like, she, yeah, I would just love to shoot her mm-hmm. face. That sounds bad, <laughs> not talking about a movie wise, mm. but in film, I would just love, I would just, I would just keep the camera on her all day. Yeah. Like she's so, she has such unique features and, and it's interesting to see her not in films and more like on a red carpet, on a red carpet. She's like like drop dead gorgeous. just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then you see her in movies like Possessor and Mandy and like. She's really beautiful, but like uniquely looking and she's just, man, like she is, I I find her, I find her facial features like so captivating Mm. and, and I think that she's so talented and she's so good at, at, um, conveying emotion with her like eyes. I just, I think she's, I think she's amazing.
0: Yeah. She's great. As a backup actor, would you have Tony Collette?
1: um i mean yeah i like tony Collette a lot i mm. think that tony Collette's really good uh you know she was great in the sixth sense she's great in hereditary she was really good in um uh what is that movie that just came out or someone uh, just came Little out Miss sunshine no uh the one if you no not if you're reading this it's too late um that's a drake album <laughs> um what's that movie uh, on that, that came out on Netflix? About like the, the couple that go to the house, the parents' house to have dinner, and then things are like weird and and you were never, oh, no, not, you were yeah, never really um here. I can't
0: think of it. Oh man, yeah. Uh oh uh, whatever. I'm thinking matter. of ending things. I'm thinking of ending things. Yeah.
1: She she was really good And I'm thinking of ending things. Um she's really good And she's great. She's she's she was great in um you know, uh not Glass Onion, but the one before that. Yeah. Uh she's she's a great actress. Um but she doesn't have the she doesn't the have the look factor? she doesn't have the look for me mm-hmm. okay um,
0: i just thought because of like the facial features
1: yeah i don't know like she's again yeah she i don't know she's like she's pretty she's a pretty girl like mm-hmm. she's just i don't know like i feel like she looks a little, like i feel like andrea looks so
0: different yeah she has like that distinct look yeah to she's her.
1: so distinct looking um just love her
0: nice okay uh side character yeah um bit of a partner to robert Pattinson's character i chose ron Perlman.
1: Just not what I expected. Okay. I,
0: well, that's fine. Like <laughs> I, I love Ron Perlman. Um, again, too, like he's a little bit older now in the industry, so it's like he's not doing as many things. Um, so doing like this kind of like smaller role of kind of like, even even if he's just like not in it fully, but like being the partner to Robert Pattinson's character,
1: just smoking cigars. Yeah, like
0: and... he's got that look, man. Like he he can really like same thing. Um, same thing for you, where it's like he's just got this look that like just works. For like a film like this. Like you look at stuff where it's like him like in Sons of Anarchy and it's like he really does look like he could be a biker. And it's like, like give him like, like the goatee and like just have him be like an old school detective. Yeah. I think that could work. Cool. You um you don't have anybody else, right? No. Uh, so antagonists of the film for me. Because I'm assuming for you it's like a, a witch doctor monster yeah (laughs) you're like that kind of makes sense i like it
1: no no no. i i mean i i kind of i don't want to go too far into it because Mm -hmm. i kind of came up with this idea and i'm like i think this i might actually want to write this oh i'm not not gonna go like too Mm -hmm. but yeah
0: yeah okay um so for me like because you got to throw like an antagonist in there like i wanted to put idris elba as like the main antagonist for this um he is kind of like the cult leader-esque like slash murderer for the film um but like side to that I wanted to have like another character that kind of like tempts in Robert Pattinson's character a little bit um and that was Zoe Kravitz actually mm. um her work on the Batman like really kind of like stole the show for me where it's like she can play these kind of like darker roles and I think it would be really cool just to like have her in there to kind of like because she doesn't have a lot under her belt for like films um and I think this would be kind of like a cool thing to like Almost how like Anya Taylor Joy did with Robert Eggers, where it's like just something to like skyrocket her, and I think that could be it.
1: Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, is you done? Is that yeah, every- that's, that's, that's everybody? That's my picks. So my uh, the only thing that I did choose that you didn't choose was an editor, mm-hmm. um, and I'm gonna just butcher this guy's name mm-hmm. because it's just so strange. Um, he is. I will say that is that he is the editor for the majority of Yorgos Lanthimos films mm-hmm. and this guy's name is also Yorgos um but his last name is like Mavropsadis something sorry um don't know don't know how to pronounce your name it's very uh, it's, it sounds very greek mm-hmm. um i i think that Yorgos Lanthimos is i've said this before that mm-hmm. i think he's kind of like a modern day kubrick think that he is making some of the most challenging and interesting and unique films out there um and i also think that his movies are edited like perfectly like they're they're everything about yorgos lanthimos's movies are like a similar similar to um what i was saying about kubrick like like when we did when we did a clockwork orange like you can just, the the precision that it is with editing, mm-hmm. I feel like this guy Yorgos has that. I mean, you look at, you know, the ending of The Favorite, or you look at how yeah. The Lobster is edited. You look at how The Killing of a Sacred Deer is edited. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just, like, flawless editing, and it's editing that maybe to somebody who is just, like, a general movie viewer and just kind of, like, throws on a movie wouldn't maybe notice, mm-hmm. but I notice his editing and yeah. like, and it it's not in a bad way. It's not like taking away from the film or it's not distracting in any way. It's just, it's so precise and good. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, you know, the reason why I, I did editing as one of my things is because editing is so important to mm-hmm. a film. Like you can, you can shoot a really great film and if it's poorly edited, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If the whole thing can just fall apart on you. I think editing is one of the most important aspects of um filmmaking. And I think this guy, Yorgos, is one of the best out there right now doing it. That's nice. my choice. Yeah,
0: that's my choices. This is
1: fun. You have a recommendation?
0: I do have a recommendation. Um so after I kind of mentioned it to you like off camera, but like um after like a week of like actually like having the stuff, I like it. Um I wanna recommend Flex Pro Meals. Um they are a company i forget where they are they they're definitely like based in the, the us um and they have like different meal programs that you can do um based on like what you want to do so they have like a bunch of different ones of like keto friendly and like um pork free and dairy free they have like fat trimmer they have like muscle building um different types of meals and they have it convenient where it's like they have different programs where it's like you can do like a 10 Meal, a fifteen meal or like a twenty one meal um, boxes for it, and I really like their food. I'm, I'm like I I was kind of going into this being like okay, like all the food is like a microwavable type thing, but like one, it's really tasty. Two, like they put everything like ingredients and they put like the amount of like uh, protein in it and the amount of fat in it and the total net carbs in it, like all right on each of the boxes for it. Um, I'm just enjoying them right now. They they deliver Monday through Thursday too, so it's like if you set it to where it's like you want a box like every week, like between those four days, you're gonna get the next box. Yeah. Um, just super convenient. Like after the gym, like I'm just like eating that and then throwing out the whole thing. I'm not meal prepping anymore because like it's all just right there, super convenient. Um, and then too, like if you have like something where it's like you're going on vacation or you're realizing like, hey, I'm like. Not eating as many of these throughout the week, and I'm just getting kind of like stockpiled on it. You can always delay it for a week. You can change it up at any point in time of like what you want the meals to be. Like if you want to switch to like the 21 boxes, they constantly have like deals going on for it. Um, so I'm I'm just really enjoying them right now.
1: Cool, mm. nice. It's a good it's a good thing to switch it up. Yeah, because when you I feel like when you when you're working out and you're you're going to the gym you tend to eat like the same thing over and over and over again and it gets very uh stale very quickly
0: yeah and you knew like i was eating like literally just like the blandest (laughs) i was i was eating like brown rice and like ground beef with
1: no seasoning Mm -hmm. nothing i'm like dude what are you doing yeah
0: and there's like so far the one that i love the most like which is like 32 grams of protein um is like a meatloaf with uh truffle mac or truffle mashed potatoes. Nice. Just super good. Yeah. Love that one.
1: Cool. All right. Zach, what movie are we doing next?
0: We are doing something I haven't seen yet. This is oh, always, always exciting. Well, this... it always it works out most of the time. It usually doesn't. Um it's A24 though. Okay. Uh kind of in that noir style. We're doing Under the Silver Lake. I've been wanting to check out this movie for like a long time. I've heard like some really weird things about it where it's like it got no publicity whatsoever and like it's just like a mindfuck of a film, but like it's actually decent. Have you seen it? I have. Okay.
1: Okay. We're going to be doing Under the Silver Lake. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, cool. Look forward to that. Zach, take us out.
0: Hi, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, roll the credits.